You're listening to the AFL Unlimited podcast, where we tackle all the hot topics in the AFL and bring you up to speed with everything you need to know in the football landscape. We'll take a look at this weekend's games and have some mixed discussion about what to expect. Let's head up to the box for the opening bounce. G'day guys, how are you going? And welcome to another episode of AFL Unlimited. It's just me this week. It was meant to be our somewhat of a mid-season break for the guys. We're going to have a week off this week. Um, And as the week unfolded, obviously, there's been a lot of news happening. So I thought I'd better put something out just to uh, get something out there. So basically, we'll just have a little rundown of what all the news is at the moment. Obviously, there's a big COVID drama that I was actually involved in this week. And then we're going to run through the fixture and just talk about some of the the main talking points for each team. And if there is any talking points or any news um, revolving around each team, we'll go over that. And obviously, there's been some... um, fixture changes and venue changes as well. So we'll go through it all um, as we go through. So obviously the main news is there's been a big COVID scare in uh, Melbourne this week and it began, obviously there was, you know, some removalists coming down from Sydney, moving a family down from New South Wales and it's it's all kicked off and basically there's been a big scare at the MCG and the MCC in, in particular. Um Unfortunately for me, or fortunately for me, I'm fortunate enough to be able to be an MCC member and I got in last year, which was very good timing because it was pretty much cancelled the whole year and didn't wasn't able to go. And I, this was the third time that I tried to go this year to the MCC and took Dad along and obviously everything went down fine. The game was a bit, bit poor between Carlton and Geelong um, and we ended, ended up having to leave because of how cold it was because Dad didn't rig a jacket, but that's another story. Good on you, Dad. Um, yeah, it was freezing cold. Uh, the game was a bit trash and we thought nothing of it. We went home and then obviously it's it's happened this week that there's been big COVID issues. It was a COVID exposure at the ground and at nearby venues. So had to go get tested. Um, I was at work at the time, so that was a bit awkward. Just had to tell work uh, I had to leave and it all was happening. So a lot of people were in this situation where obviously, obviously they've had to go get tested and Melbourne's in a bit of uncertainty now. Uh, there's a few cases popping up. There's cases popping up in Bowen Heads. And the big news is that Sydney and GWS have flown out of Melbourne to head to Queensland, um, which is good for them. They'll hopefully be meeting up with their, their partners who are actually in Queensland isolating and they were meant to come down to Melbourne. Um, I think Essendon and North Melbourne have flown as well to Queensland. Uh, their games over the next couple of weeks, Essendon's definitely are involving, I think, Sydney and GWS anyway in the next couple of weeks and North Melbourne had one of their games up in Queensland. So it's going to work out well for them. Obviously the, um, and we'll go through a bit of the fixture later, but the Giants and Sydney game was meant to be in Ballarat, but that's now all changing. And it looks like, you know, all the rats are fleeing the sinking ship at the moment, which is Melbourne and Victoria, which is not, not great to be honest. And it's not good to have to go through all that again, but we're not going to um, delve too deep into all the COVID stuff because you know, we want to talk a bit about the footy and we're going to assume and push on as if there is football to talk about, which there will be. And <clears throat> there's a few interesting games this week. So obviously I'm, I'm recording this on Thursday. So Fremantle and Geelong will happen tonight, uh, going through game by game. Um, Frio, will, Frio will push Geelong here, I'm feeling, as a, as a Geelong supporter and as a neutral football supporter. It's it's Frio's chance. They're, they're seventh now on the ladder. They're, they'll want to push for a win and 
you know, further cement themselves into the eight. And the Cats have had a few losses at the selection table. You know, Gary Rowan goes out with injury. Lockie Henderson's out for personal reasons as well. So we've lost a, a key pillar at each end. So it's just Hawkins up forward pretty much by himself with Asava Radigalia uh, offering him some help. And the Dockers have been playing pretty well lately. Like, they lost a, a bad game against Carlton, but they still performed, you know, reasonably well in the last month or so to the point where they're now sitting seventh and sitting pretty well. So there's a few um, other teams around that area which will want Frio to lose so they can take that spot in the eight. So they they will be ready for the fight. So it's pretty interesting. Um, I don't really feel confident for Geelong in regards to that game. So obviously the big talking point over the last month has been Richmond and their fall from grace. Uh, they've obviously been winning flags just left, right, and center, three of the last four flags and the reigning premiers, premiers from last year. The Lions have absolutely copped an absolute whack with injury last week. Eric Hipwood with the ACL, which is terrible news, and he was playing very well this year. And it's come out during the week that Marcus Adams has had a foot issue or had a foot flare-up, which is not good. So, again, they've lost a key pillar on each uh, you know forward and back as well. So that's not going to be good for the Lions. And, you know... Richmond came out and said, though, you know, good luck if you're playing us. And then they lost to Collingwood. They're going to be extra stung now. And whether or not that sting is still there for them, we'll find out. But Richmond and the Lions at the at the MCG, hopefully on a on a Friday night, it should be uh, should be massive. But um, yeah, that game can go either way as well. Obviously, Brisbane have been in better form, but they'll be smarting after their injuries and and their loss to um, whoever they lost to last week. Uh, gosh, I'm having a blank. Who was that? You know, that team. <laughs> But um, obviously, that's going to be a huge game. And, you know, if the Lions win and then just absolutely write Richmond off, that would be um, terrible for Richmond. But I, th- I just feel like they can um, they can push and, you know, maybe attack a wounded Brisbane outfit. So next up, and this is the, the interesting game of the round uh, in regards to where it's going to be played. It was meant to be played in Ballarat, the Sydney Derby, Giants versus Sydney. And as I mentioned before, they've flown to... Uh, to Queensland to to isolate basically, or to um, get up there and hopefully be able to find a place to be able to play the game. So um, the Giants, oh boy, they what they lost to Hawthorne, they beat Melbourne, and then they lost to Gold Coast by a point. That's the worst form line you can possibly imagine. Like beating the number one team and then losing to the third last team and this the second last team. It's shocking. Um, they're uh, they're in big trouble. The Giants, they they've squandered chances three times this year. Now, they, they should have beat Richmond, and I believe that would have got them in the eight and certainly knocked Richmond out of the eight. They should have beat Hawthorne, and they and they squandered that, and now they obviously should have beat Gold Coast, who have been playing well, and they just they just don't want it. It's like none of the teams want a spot in the eight. So the Swans have been playing amazingly, and they, they smashed the Dogs last week, and they, they look... Honestly, they looked galvanized, and I thought with how things were playing out for Sydney... They'd embraced their South Melbourne heritage. They was, they said they were going to play in their old South Melbourne strip that they wore the other the other week, which I thought was an amazing jumper. Um, and they actually play really well at GMHBA. So their home games were mainly going to be at Marvel, who they just demolished the dogs on, where they just demolished the dogs on, and GMHBA down in Geelong, which they've been the best performing team against Geelong down there, and they smashed West Coast there the other day as well. So... Uh, this game uh, probably will be played at the Gabba now. We're not sure exactly. There's literally planes in the air with players and things are all happening hour by hour currently, but um, should be a decent game. And 
yeah, it's <laughs> a few weeks ago, what, four or five weeks ago, we were saying the top eight was set, the top four was set, and now we don't know who's going to play in the top four, who's going to be placed in the top four, who's going to finish in the top eight entirely. So there's probably still 11 or 12 teams that can actually make the eight, which is which is incredible. And the season as a whole, Chuck mentioned it the other day, it was a really good point, but he said, there's no team that should be having big questions asked about them, which I thought was an awesome point. And it was compounded by the fact that North Melbourne came out and beat West Coast uh, the other day in Perth, which was a massive win. And if anything, there's questions probably being asked of West Coast now, and they're probably 18th on the you know thumbs up ladder of the year because their their list is still pretty good, and they've got a lot of old guys, senior guys on that list. And you know, with Geelong, it's happened in similar fashion before. When we win, it's great. And, you know, we've got 10 plus 30-year-olds and we're a senior core. And when we lose, we're too old and too slow and so on and so forth. But the Eagles have looked really poor this year, which is, which is unfortunate for them. But we will get on to them later. Next up, we've got the Suns and the Western Bulldogs. This one, this game is listed for Metricon Stadium. So this should hopefully be uh, out of any issues in regards to the COVID stuff. The Suns have been playing really well. The Suns have been playing really well, and our fellow co-host Shorty has been a big uh, denier, I guess, a big um, question asker of the Suns, and he doesn't want them in the league anymore, let alone in in Queensland. So um, they've been playing really well, and as a fan, and Chook's a fan of them as well, we we want them to finish the season off well, and we want them to have an absolute dip next year and, and finish finals, basically. I think finals is a reasonable expectation for where their young core is and where they are at a footy club. It just it just has to happen soon. I think something will have to give if they don't make finals. Probably in the next two years, something will have to happen because they can't keep showing this promise and then falling away. The Dogs are smarting a bit after a loss to the Swans as well, and they've had a few injury issues as well, and they weren't the world beaters they were earlier in the year too. So uh, Gold Coast, I feel like they seem to play decently against the Dogs when they do come up against them. So this should be an interesting game. And Metricon Stadium's been... I don't want to say a fortress because it hasn't been a fortress for Gold Coast, but they certainly do get, obviously, most of their wins at home. So keep an eye out for that one. I'm not saying there's going to be an upset, but um, the Suns have been performing quite well and they've just just got a bit of momentum at the moment. So keep an eye out for that one. Next up, we've got the Ds and the Hawks at the MCG. And keep in mind, I am saying the MCG and Marvel Stadium and all these stadiums in Victoria with an asterisk behind them because we do not know what's going to happen. Uh, Melbourne, uh, back on top of the ladder, haven't been in incredible form as well. They've had a couple losses recently, but they had a great win against Port Adelaide last week, um, and they seem to be back on top of things, and that seemed to be where the questions were going to come for Melbourne was if they could beat you know, a team interstate and if they could keep up the momentum that they had throughout the whole year, which was good to see that they could actually do that. The Hawks have... People are bashing up on the Hawks this year, and... A lot of people, and North's in the same basket here, you know, the media wants North and Hawthorne to rebuild, and they do so because they're getting pressure from the media. And then they actually have shown that they've got good young kids this year. They've they've had a couple of wins where they thought they mightn't have. Obviously, North's win over West Coast was quite impressive, and then the Hawks beat the Giants the other day too, which was uh, pretty good for them. I just want to see these teams just go through their rebuild. Like North, you're starting to see the improvement signs now. Hawthorne, they, they've been poor throughout the year, but the, the signs are there that they they will be able to bounce back up in a reasonable amount of time. And obviously, there's a whole separate discussion about Alistair Clarkson and the coaching succession plan and Sam Mitchell taking over from that point of view as well. So that's a bit of all you know media talk for me, and I like to just look at the on-field performance and you know last week uh, Hawthorne were pretty disappointing actually 
uh, after the announcement of the succession plan, which was really disappointing for them because obviously the media is going to come out and say, oh, the club's falling apart because of the succession plan and they should just put Mitchell in charge from next year or straight away. But uh, I don't believe in that. And they've definitely got some good kids at, at Hawthorne. So next up, we've got the Saints and Port Adelaide at, again, Marvel Stadium with an asterisk. Um, the Saints have been the this, this surprise packet. It was a surprise, firstly, that they were playing so terribly considering they looked like they were going to easily make the finals this year after their great year last year. And they've just absolutely fallen away at the start of the year. But now they've come back. They've got Marshall and Ryder playing together. Zach Jones has come back in. Lukey Dunstan has come out of the VFL and he's pretty much turned his career completely around because he just wasn't getting games. And they look seriously revitalized, which is which is great to see. I think St. Kilda is one of those teams that, you know, a lot of neutral fans will feel favorably towards, uh, which is good. Jack Steele's been leading them really well this year, and it's been great to see his leadership on show, and the wins are starting to come. So I think uh, Saints might be a team that, you know, if they get things together, and they, they could finish in the eight, and they're probably not a team. If they're hitting form at the right time, similar to the Dogs in 2016, if they're, if they're hitting form at, at finals, I, I wouldn't want to play them because they've got a lot of weapons, and, you know, even... And, even going back to the Geelong game earlier in the year as a Geelong example, the Saints had us on toast. They just couldn't kick goals to save themselves, but they, they were absolutely running us off our feet and getting it inside 50 way too easily. And, you know, if that clicks and if that gets together, they're going to beat a lot of teams. Port Adelaide, on the other hand, they're pretty much, what can you say about their year? They've pretty much been 50-50 all year. I don't think they've beaten anyone else in the eight around them, if that's correct. They might have beaten one, and they just can't beat another contender. And they just shown they... They can't be contenders. They've got, you know, they've got a pretty good list, to be honest. They've got a pretty good list. It's getting towards that pointy end of their list where they're going to have to challenge in the next year or two to get anything out of it. You know, Robbie Gray, Boke is getting older. Tom Jonas is 30 as their captain. Ollie Wines is having a fantastic year, and they've obviously had some um, good players going through there. But, yeah, they need to show something here. If they want to be serious, they'd put St. Kilda away. But, um, honestly, if the game is played at Marvel, Saints, uh, I'll be backing the Saints in that one. On to Sunday now, we've got another Marvel game with an asterisk, North versus Essendon, and this game should be a ripper, actually, because of how good North's been going, and Essendon obviously has been a big talking point all year. They've been playing pretty well in all of their games. Uh, obviously, they've had some big losses, but dealt out some big losses as well, and generally, they're they're always up for the fight, Essendon, uh, which is good, and that Darcy Parrish is absolutely leading that team this year, um, given the chance after some injuries. Um, should be a ripper game. These The North versus Essendon games always seem to be absolute blinders which is good so I'll try and get my eye on that one because it looks good and we've already spoken a bit about North um, they've you know been performing quite well as of late and hopefully that continues for them and they build into next year Todd Goldstein broke the hitouts record over the weekend which is fantastic he's now the leading hitout getter in all of AFL history which is amazing um, Jaden Stevenson and Taron Thomas are showing signs. LDU's had a really solid year. Jai Simkin as well. Jack Zebel's been really good down at halfback. Robbie Tarrant's come back and given them a lot of stability. So there's a lot of ticks there for North Melbourne. And if you're a North fan, they've you know pretty accepted Bulldogs game this year where Josh Bruce kicked 10 goals. They've pretty much showed effort and you know you've taken something out of every game this year, which is which is great for them. So next up we've got the traditional clash at. Uh, the MCG potentially Collingwood versus Carlton and the Pies kicked seven goals in the last quarter to come over the Tigers last year and I don't think anyone saw that coming and I don't think anyone saw Richmond falling down as low as they were going to as well so um, this should be an interesting game Carlton against against Geelong last week they 
had Geelong on toast in the first quarter and, and should have put them away early, but they just couldn't kick a goal to save themselves. And it's really unfortunate. I, I had Carlton pushing the top four this year, to be honest. And their list, if you look at it on paper, should be a list in that top eight for sure. And, and they just haven't produced at all this year. And there's been question marks around Teague. They're obviously having their internal investigations and review. And they need to do something here, Carlton, to, to be honest, because it's been been a really disappointing year. And they've had some players playing well. They've got three three All-Australian locks this year in Weedering, Mackay, and Walsh, who's just a gun. He's just insanely good. And the, the the other teammates aren't really performing and not and not giving them the help they need. So Collingwood, yeah, they've obviously had a big year in the media as well. Buckley's out the door and Rob Harvey's come in. But um, yeah, you'd expect them to get the win here based on their form recently. Beating Richmond is still no easy feat. But um, Carlton, as I said, will want to show something. So next up, we've got the Adelaide Crows versus the Eagles. And this is at the Adelaide Oval, so the Adelaide home game. The Eagles were so disappointing the last two weeks. They got smashed by uh, the Bulldogs. They got smashed by Sydney. And now they've lost to North Melbourne at their home ground, the bottom team on the ladder. That's just so disappointing. And their list is so much better than that. And it's it's probably time for some of their senior players to get dropped, to be honest, who aren't performing. You read about what the Eagles fans say in, in the comments and on social media and yeah, there's, there needs to be some change there before some big change has to happen in regards to potentially a rebuild or something like that, which we don't want to you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater, but if they're not performing with this list, then yeah, that's not good. Um, the Crows have had a promising year. They've had five wins, I believe, and they've sort of just fallen off the pace a little bit. They've been a bit injured and had a few things going on. So you want to hope that when they play at Adelaide Oval, they do seem to play obviously much better, but you want to hope that they you know, just show something in this game and don't get blown off the park again. But um They've, they've had a reasonable year, and I think Tex probably comes back in for them, who they just looked terrible against Essendon last week. They just didn't know who to kick to or where to kick it if there was no big target demanding the ball up forward. So hopefully he comes back, comes back in sorry, and straightens them up a bit. But um, that's all the main uh, talking points, I guess, for each club. The fixture's obviously still a bit up in the air, but hopefully this just gave you a bit of a footy uh, breakdown. Um, if you want to just listen to this and get away from all the COVID talk that's happening at the moment, I tried my best to not talk about it as much as possible. But what I really wanted to ask was you guys um, who are listening to this, if you guys uh, listen to the show regularly, we obviously really appreciate all you guys who listen. Any fan interaction that we can get on our Instagram, our Facebook, any of our platforms, we really do appreciate. And we we can see the listeners. We can see that there's about 30 to 40 of you listening each week, which we love. We love getting together each week and talking footy because it's obviously a lot of people's favorite hobby, favorite pastime is just sitting sitting around watching the footy and just talking footy. So please feel free to comment on all our posts. You know, Ask us questions. We want to hear from you guys. And some of our conversation is stimulated from the media and what the media is saying and from results and certain stuff from footy clubs. But we want to get more involved with you guys. Like if, if we want to know if we put question Q&As up and are, are you guys going to answer it? Do, we, do you want to answer our questions or do you just want to listen to our show? We want to know. But any interaction we can get with you guys, we'd love to get. So feel free you know, to shoot us a message or shoot us a comment or a question or something and we'd love to talk about it on the, on the show. So... We'll be back to normal next week, Tuesday, 10 a.m. Our show will be up. Thank you guys for listening and hope you have a good week. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter. AFL Unlimited, because footy is limitless.